Hello guys and thank you for listening and watching another episode of Live Free Podcast where I talk about living that life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. First and foremost, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and all that good jazz. I hope you guys had a great and awesome vacation or holiday. And I am back with the word of the Lord for you. And as you can see from the thumbnail, I was really prayerful and still prayerful about uh, releasing this word um, because I know that um, I want to make sure that it's all of God and none of me. So I've been very prayerful about it. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and get into it. So as you can see from the thumbnail, the title is God's Perfect Timing. This is going to be a twofold, a twofold word. One part of the word is going to deal with God's timing in relation to the wealth transfer, right? What everybody's been waiting on, what we all been waiting on. And the other thing that God is going to be uh, dealing with in this word is the church, the body of Christ, his ecclesia. And this is going to be a twofold word. Um, and I did pray about this just to make sure, you know, but God, you know, God was kind of reminding me that, you know, before I believe the last sermon that I did on my channel was kingdom treason. And if you go back and you listen to that message, it was actually leading up to the things that are happening now with the body of Christ. So without further ado, let me get into it. I have a, quite a bit to share but it's all going to be for our benefit and for the edification the comfort and for the um, healing and deliverance and a word of correction and warning for God's people and specifically I think God is going to hone in on the brokenhearted the abused and different things that happened um, in my on my channel God has always given me a word of correction or prophetic warning for his body. So I know that's my assignment as a watchman on the wall. Um, but it's amazing how when you're speaking about things and things are not happening, you have to just, this, this is a classic example of how we have to be obedient to the voice of God in spite of what, whether we see things or not. So I was just looking and God was, the Holy Spirit was actually taking me back over I'll be, I'll be on this YouTube channel now for almost two years. And from the very beginning, a lot of my sermons, the line in the sand, uh, the misuse of a, a spiritual authority, uh, kingdom treason, prophetic witchcraft, um, and so many more. Leadership is influence. It's really dealing with this very thing that is happening right now. And it's lead, it has all led up into this moment and, and beyond. So I'm going to get into that. What I feel like the Holy Spirit has revealed to me regarding that as well. So today he, he wants to hone in on the wealth transfer. So I'm going to start with the wealth transfer. And we're going to begin to talk about the timing of God. The timing of God. And I think this is so relevant and it's going to be so uh, beneficial for us to uh, really hone in on this because I think as new believers, as people that are new to the faith or people that just uh, sometimes get the voice of God confused when it comes to these things, I think it is so 
needed in this moment and in this hour um, that we have some kind of um, spiritual balance, you know, bring balance to the word of God and bring balance to his voice. And so God, the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. Of course, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, it talks about to everything, there's a time and there's a season, an appointed time for things in heaven and under heaven. God deals in seasons, cycles, and in times. His Kairos moment, and you've heard me talk about this before, which is a small window of opportunity. And when you expand your faith and put your faith with that Kairos moment, that small window expands into something huge that God would have you do if you're following him closely. So let's talk about the wealth transfer first in terms of the Lord's timing. Because let me let me just say this. I don't care how bad you want something. I don't care how you praying it through. And not to say that those things are not needed to prayer is not needed because that's what that's my first go to. I'm always praying for, our, you know, crypto, for the exchanges, for the body of Christ. But I think in order to have a supernatural joy and peace and righteousness in the Holy Spirit, because a lot of times as believers, we get we get the hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? So a lot of times the enemy knows how to take the promises and the things of God and twist it. He can take anything that is good and turn it into something that is evil. Something like even just say going to church. He can take that. And it, but if you in church five nights a week, it, it can begin to turn you off when you don't have time to really get into the presence of God, which should trump that anyway. But that's another sermon for another day. <laughs> Ministry, fellowship with God, that's always first. And then your family is second. Because if a man can't manage his own household or a woman, how can then she, uh, you know, work, flow in the things of God? So ministry is always God first, family, and then ministry. That is the order of God. Before God gave man a ministry, he gave man himself, right? We see that in Adam and Eve. Before God gave Adam a wife, he gave Adam himself. That is the order of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is always about order. It's about operating in the spirit of excellence. It's about operating in compassion and love and kindness and all of the fruits of the spirit. But I'm talking about the wealth transfer today. And the wealth transfer in, in regards to God's timing, it's not a quick fix or it's not self-gratification. It's about endurance. And so the first word that the Holy Spirit gave me when I first got saved in the year 2000, he gave me the word, I said, Lord, what is the word? That, if you could give me a word, what is it? He said, perseverance. Because see, that is going to, perseverance is what's going to work the character of Christ in you. It's what, it's what you need to endure this thing called walking with the Lord while we're on this earth. You're going to need that. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9 and 11, that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong. So, but the time and chance, it happens to them all. So we can start off great, but then end up defeated because we're not 
synchronizing and walking in rhythm and unison with the Holy Spirit. We don't want to get ahead of the Holy Spirit and we want, don't want to be left uh, behind. So we always want to walk in rhythm and in sync with the Holy Spirit of the living God. And it's so important because with the wealth transfer, when we try to run ahead of what God is doing, when we, when we want something so bad, the Bible says be anxious for nothing. But by everything, by prayer and petition and supplication, make your request known unto God and the peace of God. Here's that peace. Will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, right? So we want to make sure in this wealth transfer move that we thinking, okay, we're going to pray it in. Okay, um, God, I feel like God has given me a date and we've all done it. So I'm, I'm not excluding myself. I got my hands and my feet raised because <laughs> I'm just as guilty as everybody else you know i remember back in september of 2022 i said that the, i thought the wealth transfer would be in september 2022 but what god was really was doing was calling me into a fast but i thought he was highlighting those dates for me to say that's when the wealth transfer was, was going to come because we were all so excited and we all just want things to happen and not to mention we all stand in the need of assistance we all stand in the need of um supernatural financial miracle right now and i don't i don't think that's by accident i think that's by divine design because your your faith and your strength in god is being tested at this moment and it's okay because god is already giving you an open book test he's already told you how to pass the test this is an open book test so even though it's not easy, we know that if we follow in him, that we are winners, that we are overcomers, right? That we are in Christ. So if we are in him, we are overcomers. So with the wealth transfer, and we know that the race is not given to the swift, but by time and chance, it happens to them all. So we don't want to get error on the side. You know what I'm saying? We want to err with caution because we don't want to err on the side of unrealistic expectations and quick fixes or blessings. But the pioneers and the forerunners, and um, in the Bible that you've seen and that you read about, if you if you if you paid attention to the way God is in His ways, see, it's not enough. It's not enough to know the Word of God. Moses knew the ways of God. Abraham knew the ways of God. The Bible says Abraham was a friend of God. And when you are a friend of someone, you not only know what they're saying is true, but you also know why they do what they do. And I've talked about this even before. So we see the pioneers and the forerunners, right? In the kingdom of God, in the Bible. And you'll see the total opposite of their lives and how long it took for their promises to come to pass. So a lot of times when we, when we jump ahead of God or when we want something really bad, that's a breeding ground for deception for the enemy to come in. See, He's very cunning and he's crafty, but the Bible says, give not him a, don't give, even give him a foothold because he's waiting on you. He's waiting for you to miss it. So now you can be called a false prophet. Now you can be called out. You can be called all these things and God doesn't condemn us. He convicts us and there's a difference. So we're not to pull down our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're to pray for them. And then we'll, we're to pray to God. I honestly, my prayer is when I, when, when we do this is Lord, give us discernment, give us the, like the children of Issachar, give us the discernment or the tongue of the learned that we would know how to speak a word in season to those that are weary. Cause when you have that, timing that gift that they they understood the seasons and the timings of god 
So the forerunners in the Bible, they had to wait. And I truly believe this is an hour that we're in that God is building patience. He's building endurance. He's building stamina. He's, he's so the next time God says something, you're going to have a whole different outlook of how or how things work in the kingdom of God and how he speaks in his ways. This is why I always say when you read the stories in the Bible, pay attention to how God interacts with people. Pay attention to how long the people have to wait for things. And it's not to say that God can't operate fast. I had a prophetic word that came to pass in one year back in 2002 when I got my first home the, the, the pastor prophesied over me he said you about to see the glory of God exploding your life I'm like okay I don't know what that looked like but okay I was new to the faith and all of that and then he also said um and then I had another a woman of God prophesied to me and said you are next in line to get a house and I said well I didn't even ask God for a house so a lot of times when God does things he does it when you least expect it he gives it to you when you're not looking for it so not to say if we pray about something we should not expect anything i'm not saying that because sometimes god can move in 24 hours or within a millisecond so what is most important is we don't want to put him in the box just let it let him flow now look i'm with you guys i had i have to bring my flesh under subjection as well the same thing whatever i preach i have to live see it's not about the people getting it right it's about everybody getting it right it's not about just the preacher it's about everybody getting it right everybody following god and the, and let me tell you something the rules apply to everybody there's no body that exceeds i don't care what their titles are everybody has to walk this thing out the bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling so the reason i'm saying this is because people will fall off because we preach if we preach this new age of preaching and it's right now blessing or breakthrough a lot of times people will get frustrated with god and they'll fall off and that is the plan of the enemy to wear you out to wear the saints out so when you begin to flow and move and move and sync with the holy spirit there's a peace there's a supernatural peace that comes over you to help you do that and how do we get that we simply say lord if you don't help me I can't be helped. If you don't give me the patience, I can't have patience. It's not about us being perfect and doing everything the right way or uh, uh, having a moment where we uh, are frustrated with God or, or it's about being transparent and knowing that without his grace, which is his empowerment, come on, his empowerment to rest upon you without that, you cannot live for him. So it's not anything within your own ability, but it's about a spirit of humility and a posture of submission that you submit yourself to God. You resist the devil. You resist the anxiety. You resist the worry. You resist the shame. You resist everything. You submit to God. The Bible says resist the devil and he has to flee. So now that anxiety has turned into peace because God is the Prince of Peace. And once we realize that no matter how we pray and how we try to make something happen. It's not going to happen into God's perfect timing. I don't care how you pray it in. If you have a process that God needs to bring you through a refinance fire, if there is a process for that, baby, it's not ending until he says it's ending. 
I don't care who you tell. I don't care who you ask to help you. I don't care what prophetic words you seek or who you want to lay hands on you. I'm here to tell you in these last two years, this has been a supernatural water walking moment for me. I have been without income for two years, two years. And I'm telling you right now, I would have loved for somebody and I'm just being transparent so I can be relatable so that you can relate to who God really is and not that foolery that the enemy is trying to pretend like, okay, he did, he said this, now he not doing it. No, God is not a man. Don't compare him with a man. He's not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. If he not said it, will he not bring it to pass? So what the enemy likes to do is he likes to tell you, oh, he told y'all this, but now he's changing his mind. Oh, he said this, but you know what? It happened in the spirit realm first. Like, now that's true, but it's so many excuses to the point where it makes God look like he's schizophrenic and he just don't know what he's doing. The devil is a liar. I come to set the record straight today because I, I feel like God is getting a bad rap. You know what I'm saying? And I know he don't need me to defend him, but I'm standing with him. And I'm standing in alignment and agreement with heaven that just because I don't get what I want when I want it. And just because things don't happen the way I think they should happen, it does not mean God lied about it. So I come today to set the record straight. And I'm saying this because a lot of people will fall off because of this. A lot of people will turn their back on God. A lot of people will walk away, but I came to tell you that I'm praying that your faith will not fail you, that you will be strengthened in your inner man, that you will go forth in the power of his might in the name of Jesus. So now, now God can operate quickly. Can he do that? Absolutely. He can operate quickly. He's God. He can do whatever he want to do, which is why that's more, that is more reason to, to, to submit because if you see it's not happening and you know he can do whatever he wants to do and all power is in his hand, then it's saying, this is what I've been saying to God. Lord, there's evidently something in me that you need to work out even the more. So I, even though, and this is the way I talk to God. I say, even though this doesn't feel good because I know the need that I have right now, even though this doesn't feel good, I'm still bowing down to you. I will not fall into like I did in times past to, to, to blaming God for things and hardening my heart towards God because things don't happen the way I think they should happen. The devil is a liar. So this time around, the devil will not win this test that I will submit to God. I will resist the devil with the grace of God. I'm able to do that. Not because I can do it on my own and I resist the devil. He will flee. So now you have a super, now I have a supernatural peace that whenever it happens, it happens, but I'm going to submit to you today. The last, uh, the, the sermon before last that I did, it's very powerful, not only kingdom treason, but the other one that I did called um, a promotion after the fury trial. When the three Hebrew boys was thrown in the fury furnace, you have to have a bulldog tenacity when it comes to this thing called faith and walking with the Lord. I'm telling you, because times are only going to get more prophetically worse according to the bible times are going to get more it's going to be more test it's going to be really tight in this thing so the three hebrew boys you got to have it in your spirit to say this is what they said to nebuchadnezzar even if our god doesn't save us if you throw us in this fiery furnace i'm still not bowing down and worshiping your god 
That is a powerful way to be. And this is why God showed up in that fire. He was the fourth man in that fire. And when they came out, they didn't even smell a smoke. Hallelujah. So I'm here today to tell you, you got to have a Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro baby. And a bad Negro attitude when it comes to this walk. Because if you don't, you will not make it. The only way this thing was designed was for you to make it, was to make it through the word of God. You have to lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So I had to tell God, Lord, you know what? Even if this thing don't work out the way I think it should work out, I'm still not going to stop speaking your word. I'm still not going to bow down to fear. I'm still not. I'm still going to go ahead in faith. Even if I don't see it. Even if I don't see it, you have to have an even if I don't see it attitude when it comes to walking with the Lord, when it comes to waiting on the Lord. And so I don't want you to get off into some like, you know, because, you know, these dates and, you know, this is happening for a reason. God is teaching you how to hear from him. When things happen and we all have missed it as believers, as prophets, we all have missed it. Any prophet that tell you they have not missed it, they're lying to you and the truth is not in them. We all have missed it, but the, here's the kicker. When we miss it, we don't go on to keep missing it. So when we repent after we miss it, right? Because there's a reason for that. God is testing to see what's in your heart. We don't fall off into pride and say, oh, it's because y'all wasn't acting right. We couldn't get the will of trans. Oh, it's because God waiting on these people. Instead of calling a spade a spade and just saying, hey, I missed it. Lord, forgive me. I repent. I spoke presumptuously. This is how we get down in the kingdom. We don't smooth it over. We don't act like we didn't see it or didn't say it. And, and you know, the enemy will have us to go in fear, but you don't have to fear that because this is how you learn to hear the voice of God. You learn to hear the voice of God through trial and error, believe it or not. You, this is how you learn to hear the voice of God. What did Sarah do? She laughed when God told her she was going to have a baby at her old age. This is how you learn to hear the voice of God. It's going to strengthen your faith. If you faint not, don't fall off. So I come to encourage you. I come to tell you that God is faithful. He's already proven that on the cross. If he don't do nothing else, he has done it all, baby. Because trust me when I tell you, you don't want to open your eyes in hell. You don't wish that on nobody. So if you're breathing and living, he has already done it all. If you're in him and you're not going to hell, he has done it all. He has died for your sins so that you don't have to take that punishment. But I'm going to go back to the wealth transfer. So, but for the most part, it sums it up to being about God's timing, guys. Matthew, <clears throat> it says, Matthew 11 and 24, I believe it says, Woe to you, Beth Sadel, for if the miracles that were performed from you had been performed um, in Tyree and Sidium, they would have repented long ago with sackcloth and ashes. So the God does miracles, but don't harden your heart towards God. Certain people can believe God just like that. And certain people, they struggle with it. And then certain people is just going to mock God. Let's just, let's just keep it 100. Certain people, it's not for them. Just, it, it just keep it real. Because Bible says without faith is impossible to please God. And those that come to him must first believe he is. God can do anything. He created the universe, the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, the planets. He created the waters, the valleys, the oceans. Can he not do a wealth transfer? Come on now. 
So don't don't take your mind into that unbelief. That's the spirit of unbelief. Repent from that. Repent from Lord. I'm sorry that I didn't believe you and get back in line. God is not going to condemn you, but he will convict you. There's a difference. Condemnation tries to make you feel bad and tell you you're not worthy. Guess what? I wasn't worthy of salvation, but I got that. So we want to align ourselves with the kingdom of heaven. Now, God will move you where people will hear and be saved. This is about strategic planning. He is a master craftsman. This is the, about timing. This is about God's timing. Because a lot of people that didn't believe will ultimately will believe. And they might partake in a future wealth transfer. Because this is not a one-time event. So God may use you to be the catalyst in your family. Where they didn't believe you. Now when things happen, they will and they'll come to Christ. So don't, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And so we know a prophet is without honor in two places, in their own house and in their hometown. So think it not strange that some fiery trial has come upon you. Think it not strange that people will mock you. Think it not strange that you will be persecuted. Think it not strange that the enemy would use your very own family to come against you or even people you thought were close, even the church. Think it not strange stand strong in your faith sometimes god will move quickly and then he will slow it down allow the process to take place and he does that to see if you're chasing money to chasing fame things or flowing with his spirit that's how it works because let's keep it real a lot of times we know if we talk about money on these youtube channels we talk about blessing we talk about prophetic words that that only consist of blessing and and money and only and, and not repentance we know that that's where the people gonna run so we want the views and we want the likes so even though you didn't sell out to uh the world in that sense you're still selling out to the spirit of mammon because you using your platform to make money which is going to lead me to the church i'm about to get into that so let me get into this. This is something, guys. Let me say this. I'm going to take y'all back to when I first got saved. And I'm going to mention Bishop T.D. Jakes. I'm going to mention how I came to know what God has already exposed. I got saved in 2000. At that time, I was a part of a church. Remember, I just came from Georgia. 27 years I lived in Georgia. I'm originally from Chicago. But I've lived in Georgia for 27 years before I moved to Texas. When I moved to uh, Georgia, four years later, I got saved. I joined the church that I absolutely, absolutely loved and cried when God told me to leave the church. I ain't had no bad blood at that church. That was my first church. I loved my pastor. She was amazing. But I knew God was growing me in the faith and I was growing exponentially and prophetically and I needed to sit under that type of ministry. I didn't know that at the time. I, was, I just obeyed God, even though I was crying when I left the church. This particular church that I started out at, <clears throat> she was under the leadership of Bishop Eddie Long. He was her covering. Now you got to remember this is back in 2000. It's a long time ago. <clears throat> um, during that time, 
we would visit, you know, he would have conferences and we would go to, you know, some of his singles conferences and all that type of stuff. And I noticed that I started to have a lot of dreams about him and I didn't understand why I was having these dreams about him. Okay. Then, and I, I really didn't want to share this, but I, the Holy Spirit's like, let it loose. <laughs> so during that time is when I came to know that he was not only the covering over my pastor, he was a covering over a lot of pastors. William, Elder William Murphy at that time was the praise singer. He's now the bishop, Elder William Murphy. He sings praise is what I do when I want to be close to you. He was he was at Bishop Long's church. I went to his conferences. I, I you know, he would come to a, a preach at our church, of course, because that was her covering. And as time went on, things started to unfold. Now, I wasn't at this church long. I don't even think it was a year. But during that time, I went to conferences. I, you know, did things and all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to ask. I'm just going to kind of move fast with this because I know I've already been on here 28 minutes. So his covering, Bishop Eddie Long's covering, was Bishop T.D. Jakes. Now, when the scandal broke with Bishop Eddie Long, I, I was long gone from that church. But you got to remember, I still lived in Atlanta. Uh, and I knew that based on the lady that used to do my hair, which was a close friend of mine, I knew her before um, she started, you know, doing a lot of pastor's wife's hair, a lot of prominent in Atlanta. And I knew then that he was Bishop Eddie Long was definitely gay. His wife and him never even slept in the same bed. So it was an arranged marriage. So then I'm I'm gonna go and I'm gonna talk about. Then I found out about who they talking about now. I knew that a long time ago. So when the allegations came. It's funny because when I first got to Dallas, I had a friend of mine say, you want to go visit the, the Potter's house? And I said, I'm not going to that church. And I, I was like, you already sent me a video about the young woman who prophesied against him on TikTok. He had sent me that video. He asked me what I thought of it. And then I told him what I knew. And I said, I'm not going to be a part of that because when God get ready to deal with that and that comes down, you can't sit up under stuff like that. And people don't understand that. There's a spiritual transfer when you sit up under witchcraft and you sit up under things that are not of God. People don't understand there's repercussions to that. They don't get it. They think, pray for him, do this, do that. And don't get me wrong. We are to pray for him because I did pray for him. And in fact, I was in tears praying for him. Because I don't believe he started out like that. And so I'm going to keep going. So then he said, would you, you want to go to the, I said, no, thank you, baby. Y'all go ahead. You have a good time. And I didn't talk against it, but I just told him what I knew and what I felt, you know, like, like you're not supposed to do that. If you are, you know, you're not supposed to do that. So, and what I, what do I mean when I say not supposed to do that? I mean, what I mean when I say that is 
If you know something is wicked and you sit up under it anyway, come on now. Woe to those that know, call good evil and call evil good. People, what God is doing right now is he's opening the eyes of people. He's displaying things <clears throat> that have been prophesied years ago, <clears throat> years ago. So when I heard it from the Kingdom of God Matters, Millie's channel, and when I heard, when he sent me the video about the woman on TikTok that she was prophesying, it was no, it was not new news to me because again, I'm from Atlanta. So I already knew this. I already knew through a varial. It's amazing how God would get things to you. And let me just say this. The Bible, the God, what God is dealing with right now, we're in the book of Revelations. Revelations 2 and 12 talks about the compromising church. He's also dealing with Revelations 3 and 14, the lukewarm church. God is so serious when it comes to his sheep and his flock. We don't belong to, to men and women of God. We belong to Jesus. We don't own people. We serve people on God's behalf. That's how it works in the kingdom of God. And those people that refuse to see truth, that's compromising the truth for the sake of getting along or for the sake of the emotional entanglement or the bondage that they're in when God is showing you truth and you continuously dig your heels in deeper, you're going to be hit with the same judgment. You're going to be hit with the same punishment. You have to be very careful. Very careful. This is not about touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. This, not, this is not what this is about. Because let me explain something to you about that. People have taken that out of context. This is about obeying the voice of God. If God give me a word to speak, I'm going to speak it in spite of what people think or feel. Because my allegiance is to him, not to people. And, and it's not going to be popular, but if God says it, that's all that, that's all that matters. It's not about my opinion, how I feel about it. It's not about, did he really do it or didn't he do it? It's about at the end of the day, God's voice should trump every voice in your life. And it's okay because sometimes because of we are entangled with the yoke of bondage, the Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. See, what we're dealing with here is a spirit of religion. Because you show me a church that don't operate in the things of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to show you a church that is demonic. I don't care who preaching at it. And what do I mean when I say that? This is not to bash the church in any way because I'm praying for the church, but I'm also standing with Jesus, with Yeshua. See, you have to know that God has more than one emotion outside of love. God is a God of justice. He's a God of wrath. He's a God of uh, compassion and love and kindness. Now, I heard this one guy, he was on YouTube and he was saying, you can't say God is a God of compassion and mercy while saying he's a God of, uh, of wrath. They, the two, they in synchronicity together is what he was saying. Let me say this to you guys. God is exposing people even by their responses. I'm going to say this again. God is exposing what's in the heart of people, even in their responses. Stop agreeing with everybody that's talking about, I dare not put my mouth on him. Now, the people that is exposing for likes and views, 
that's not of God. I'm not talking about them people. I'm not talking about the people that say they're a Christian, but they're not really in the, uh, not really a Christian. They're just so glad that the church messed up. They just want to just say, ah, look what I told y'all. This is why I don't go to church. This is not what this is about. This is not what this is about because we don't bash the kingdom of God and the people in the kingdom. Again, everybody we lay eyes on matter to God, no matter how we feel about them. It doesn't matter what we feel about them. They matter to God. They was created just like we were. And let's be honest. He who is without sin cast the first stone. We all have some stuff that if God put it on display, we wouldn't want God to display it. So this is not what I'm talking about. This is about me talking about you aligning yourself with the kingdom, not religion, not show, not, not socialism, not charismatic stuff. We're talking about what is God saying? What does the word of God say about it? If the word of God says something says something contrary to what's happening, that settles it. It's not up for debate. It's not up for popular opinion. But this is how it works. When we refuse to examine ourselves like the Bible say, we are to examine ourselves. And how do we do that? We examine ourselves by examining ourselves with the word of God. And this is how we know that we're falling short, right? We know that the blood of Jesus covers us for every sin, right? But at the end of the day, I did a teaching on this. Can you lose your salvation? I would implore you to look at that video. And then I, God is so merciful and so kind and gracious. Someone came behind me a week later and did the same exact type of video that I don't, that don't know me and I don't know them. It was Brandon from the last days. And uh, I think he put uh, Pastor John Kilpatrick, which I know to be a man of God. I used to be a part of his ministry online years ago. So when he showed that video, I know he speak from the spirit of the Lord. And so when he showed John, Pastor Kilpatrick, it was it was almost like I was hearing myself preach again on that. Can you lose your salvation? Because a lot of times people think once saved, always saved. And then I heard Prophet Lavoie say, and yes, I am saying names today. I heard him say, Jesus don't judge us. Jesus took all everything on the cross, so he's not going to judge the church. Let me just say this, because I just gave a word about that. Somebody asked me about him and God told me to stop listening to him last year because I looked at a few of his videos and the Holy Spirit checked me and say, stop listening to him. He's twisting scripture. And I'm going to say this. If you're not rooted and you're not grounded in the things of God, that's going to require you to have a personal relationship with the master. It's not about what the bishop said, what the elder said, what the deacon said, what the apostle or the prophet said. Because again, if you listen to the teachings, some of the things the Holy Spirit has given me, you can have an accurate word and be a false prophet. Accuracy is not the standard for God's prophetic people. You have to ask God to show you the spirit behind it because you can have an accurate word and the and, and have a, a, a spirit, a prophetic prophet that's speaking the an accurate word, but the, the spirit behind it is greed and mammon and taking all your money. So many people in the body of Christ are being sucked like leech, leeches, spiritual leeches. They are being sucked dry by certain prophetic people. Every time you look up, they got something for sale. Every time you look up, they asking you to, to tune in. Why? Because they're going to put that QRC code on the screen. You better know in this day and time, and the Bible says with each generation gets wickeder and wiser that you're hearing from God and ask God to not show you the person 
but show you the spirit behind it. And I can assure you, pay attention to your dreams, pay attention to the word of God, pay attention to signs, pay attention when he's highlighting things to you and you get a check in your spirit, you better follow through on that check. And if you hear nothing, you do nothing. Some people are on the fence right now and they're trying to decide, do I still listen to this man preach? Do I still do this? God, is this really God or is this just people coming against this man? Is this really God? Let me just say this. One thing I've learned about God, if you ask him, he will tell you. But guess what? If you're not ready to hear the answer, then it's going to go right over your head. And you're going to attribute it to either the dream was from bad pizza or people are trying to attack. Because the enemy will love nothing more than for you to stay yoked up with bondage, for you to stay yoked up with deception, for you to stay yoked up with religion. Because there's no power in religion to change anything. There's no power in religion to change anything. The Bible says the, the spirit of God comes with power and demonstration. Are people being healed? Are they speaking in tongues? Is there an altar call for Jesus to bring you to, to invite you to Christ? When you're in these conferences and you're in these meetings, are they bringing you to Christ? Or are they bringing you to the QRC code? Are they feel, asking God to pray over you and fill you with the Holy Spirit? Is it pointing you back to Jesus? Because if it's just a feel good sermon, if there are no signs, if there's no demonstration of power, the Holy Spirit to change your life. If you came in there one way and you walked out the same way, then you could have sat at home. If you still cussing people out in traffic, if you're still harboring unforgiveness, if you're still in adultery, if you're still in sexual immorality and you go to church every Sunday, baby, you might as well pack it up and go home. Because there's no real power to, for change in that place. Because I'm going to tell you, when the power of the Holy Spirit is in the place, one or two things are going to happen. Your life is going to change. And I'm not talking about behavior modification. Because behavior modification will never take the place of real deliverance, baby. Behavior modification for a time is only going to be for a time before that thing comes back again. And before you end the bed with somebody that's not your husband or wife again, before you cuss somebody out again, that's behavior modification. I'm talking about everybody that Jesus touched, their life was changed. The woman with the issue of blood for 12 years was healed. Something happens when God is in the midst of it. Something happens when Jesus is really in the house. You're not the same person. You don't want to be the same person. They're, if they're not doing deliverance, if they're not casting out devils, if you're not speaking in tongues, if the power of the Holy Spirit is not present in that place, you need to run for your life. Run for your life. Because I'm going to tell you, the more you dig your heels in, the more the spiritual blinders are going to blind you. God gives people a time to repent, to come from out of there. And let me just say this, because a lot of people don't know this. I'm going to share this with you guys. When you come out of a place that was involved in homosexuality, lesbianism, that's involved in all these different things, sexual immorality, gossiping, slandering, sleeping around with everybody in the church, um, not being changed, uh, just taking your money, not really using it for the kingdom of God, and just all of those things that, that we're not supposed to do as, in, as believers. And when you come out of a place like that, you need deliverance. It's not enough to just come on out. 
You need to come out renouncing, rejecting, repenting, and casting devil, devils out. Let me tell you what happened. And God told me to share this. I was at a prophetic church. And a lot of the members from that prophetic church went uh, came from another prophetic church. This particular person started this church and a lot of people you know heard that the church was being started so they knew the woman of god was anointed prophetically and all that and it was an amazing church don't get me wrong they a lot of people came from the other church but what ended up happening is the spirit that was on that old prophet was still on some of the people that came over from the other church and because we were in the church with seers and prophetic people they was able to see that in the spiritual realm when you're in a church that don't have no prophetic insight, don't have no operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, baby, you are fair game for the enemy. You cannot beat a supernatural devil with carnal carnality and with regular eyes. You have to have eagle eyes in the spirit. You have to be able to see what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And so this person, what ended up happening was the apostle had to end up coming and casting out the spirit that came with this young woman, powerful prophet that was that she had to cast the spirit out of. Powerful. I don't even think she knew it was on her. And I'm being honest. But they saw it in the spirit realm. So they cast the spirit out of her. And my prophetic mentor said, she seen that spirit of, of the old prophet come off her back and go through the wall. Come out and go through the wall. This is why I'm saying this. It's not enough to just say, I'm not doing that no more. It's just like when you come out of the world and you, you've been involved in all kinds of atrocities and things that you have allowed open yourself up to. You have to begin to close those spiritual doors in the spirit realm. You have to begin to renounce and reject and repent so that you can be delivered. You can be saved and have demons. So it's not enough to just leave the church or leave that place that had that demonic influence over your life. You then have to renounce it, repent for being in it, and you have to reject it and cast those devils out. That's how it works. So, guys, <laughs> I've been going for 45 minutes. I'm trying not to make these videos long, but I really want y'all to hear what I'm saying, what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Not what I'm saying, because trust me when I tell you this, I try to avoid it at all costs, but this is what happens, you know, when we try to cover up, and I'm going to go back to people that try to cover, I dare not put my mouth on TDJ, I dare not do this. You know what, when you have people that say things like that, God is, what God shows me in that is, they have things that they want to cover up. And what they're doing is they're grooming their audience, that just in case something come out about them, that you don't leave them or put your mouth on them. People who stand for God is going to stand for God above all else, no matter what it looks like. Now, that doesn't mean you gossip, you slander, and you uh, uh, do things like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about exposing people just to give views and all this kind of stuff. I'm talking about when God gives you a word to speak about something, and then all the people come against you for speaking that word. And then they see the word come to pass and still come to pass. And that's another thing God told me in 2024. There is more to come. He is not the only one. I just did a, a teaching on kingdom trees and you need to watch it. And this is what it's exactly what God was talking about. But the person that I seen in that was not him, was not Jake's. That was not him. It was someone else. It's plenty of people plenty and then everybody is really overlooking the fact that 
you're looking, you're overlooking the fact that people were abused. People were taken for granted. God says he wants his family back. He wants back his people. I just did kingdom treason and you need to watch that because God talks about leaders taking their influence and putting it on themselves instead of putting it on, taking him and putting, pointing people back to him. They're using the influence to, to, for financial gain and using the influence to manipulate people and abuse people. We're, we're overlooking the abused people. We're overlooking the people that we're taking advantage of. We're overlooking everything else and we're making the focus about the person who's actually did the abusing. The devil is a liar. We need to be praying for people, including the abuser. We need to be praying for people to be healed in their soul. Their life will never be the same. Even if God heals them, their life will never be the same. And we need to pray for people to be healed in their soul traumas. These are things that open up the uh, door for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in people's lives. And not just on a spiritual level. Let's go to the secular level. People are being swindled, manipulated. We need to pray that these people find Jesus Christ. That they have an encounter with the Almighty God. That the angels of the Lord will blow them like chaff in the wind. And to pursue them and bring them back into the fold. That the, that the salvation will come because if they don't change they will not open their eyes in heaven and this is what God is saying souls are hanging in the balance and we're worried about what people think we'd rather for people to go to hell than to speak what thus said the Lord and the devil is a liar the Bible says he will leave the 99 to go back for the one so even in the midst of every scandal even in the midst of things that have happened if one person turn their life around, if one person get healed, the Bible says the angels of the Lord rejoice when one person comes to repentance. It was well worth it because God died for the world. He died. He doesn't wish that any perish. But I'm going to tell you something about God. He will give you a moment. His silence does not mean his approval. And you've heard me say this. Psalms 50 and 21. I didn't even know the scripture existed. Read it. His silence does not mean his approval. He is long suffering. He's merciful. He loves us. He doesn't want us to perish, but come into the knowledge of the truth. And if you keep digging your heels in and you keep yoking yourself up emotionally because you can't seem to separate yourself from the person. You don't have to not love people to not agree with the sin. I'm going to say that again. You can still love people and pray for them and love on them and not agree with their sin. You can still say what God tells you to say and love on them. You don't love people more than God does. I'm going to say that again. Your love does not trump their creator. So don't think you're doing them a favor by keeping silence. What you're doing is instead of you um, speaking what God says, you're more caught up in what people going to say about me if I fit in with the crowd. You need to look at my sermon on deliverance one-on-one, -on -one, being delivered from people. You need to speak what thus says the Lord and take a stand with righteousness. This is not about uh, condemning people. This is not about talking about people. This is about if God spoke something two or three years ago and it is now coming to pass, you need to stand for holiness. The Bible says holiness is still the standard. It doesn't get thrown out with grace. Grace is the empowerment that comes on you and rests on you to live for God. It's God's unmerited favor. That means you didn't deserve it.
But grace, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds that much more. You know what I used to think that meant? Well, if grace abounds that much more, then that means we have grace to kind of pretty much do whatever we want. That is not what God is saying. He's saying, even though you in the world that is filled with the devil and with sin, my grace is sufficient. It's like what he told Paul. It's sufficient to help you live for me in spite of what comes around you and what come against you. In other words, his empowerment, his power is what helps you live for him, not your own works. Lest any man should boast.